This is the Craft Equity Collective. Welcome to our first episode. We are creating reformative action to flourish together. I'm here today, Taylor. Your girl, Brittany. This is Becca. Hi, it's Cassandra. And we're going to talk you through what we've been doing so far. Let's get started. We will be talking about who we are, why we are here, and of course, to spill the beer. We want to give out a little warning. We're going to be discussing uncomfortable truths within the craft industry that may include harassment, violence, discrimination, and retaliation. Throughout today's episode, you'll hear acronyms and references such as CCBA. This is the California Craft Brewers Association, the nonprofit association that lobbies on behalf of the craft beer industry in California. Board members are owners of craft breweries throughout the state and represent 1,100 breweries, which are in operation today. DE&I, or D-E-N-I, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Rat Magnet, this is the Instagram handle for Brian Allen, and Brave Noise, a global brew collaboration advocating for safe and discrimination-free beer industry. We are keeping it real and having real conversations because change will only happen if we talk about it. Let us know if you have any questions and who knows, it may end up an episode. A little bit about who we are and why we are here. Um, so ladies, let's dive right in. Why are we doing this? We've done a lot of work in 2021. Um, and so we're here to provide resources and tell our story. So let's start with some introductions. Okay, well, I'm Becca. I've been in the craft beer industry for some time, and I've been having a good time. But anyways... Has it all been a good time, Becca? It hasn't all been a good time, and that's why we're talking about it today. Excellent. Um, so I wouldn't say the beginning of the movement began with Rat Magnet, but that's what brought us here today. Um, and so that's what I want to, like give some respect to that this woman uh, gave up her social media space to provide space for other people to tell their story because it's something that so many people endure on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Discrimination, harassment, judgment, bullying in the craft beer industry. Uh, and Retired of it. Tired of it, and it blew up. So if you didn't follow it, let me... I want to hear your personal experience, Taylor. Like, when you heard it go down, how did you hear about it? How did you feel? I mean, uh, to be honest, like, it was great that Rat Magnet created that space and got so much of a response from people so that she could elevate those voices. Um, when I first heard about it, I was honestly a little annoyed that everybody was acting like this was their first time hearing about it. Because right. being in a customer-facing role in this industry... I've endured all of that, like all of these other people have. And like, I mean, when we came together to form the CEC, I'm a part of the Pink Boots Society as well as are some of the other people who are here today. It's mind blowing, right? It's mind blowing. Well, we I mean, know it's really all just... happening. We all knew these things were going down. We've all experienced them. A lot of us have spoken up, but we've never been heard the way we should be heard. Right. And so I'm glad that this drew attention to it, but it's like it it fired up and then it fizzled out in our in our neck of the woods in I Sacramento. Mean, yeah, yeah. And it was like, and what are we gonna do about it? 
What are we going to do about it? So like, I mean, it was for me, I had so many people texting me, everybody in the craft beer industry from, I mean, it was men, women, everybody just saying, okay, what's going to happen in Sacramento? We have to do something. We have to speak up. We have to tell people's stories. And at that point, it was just all of us coming together and being like, let's pick a night. Yeah. I mean, when did we like start talking about it? I, I can't remember. I feel like tech started going. Oh, yeah. As soon as we, we started seeing the posts and just the sheer magnitude of how many stories were out there. And, you know, I don't want to minimize anything, but let's say some of them were quote, quote unquote minor infractions all the way to, you know, getting raped in the mill room. There was a lot going on and it was absolutely heartbreaking. And I think it really made us all reach out to each other and want to check in because we all know that we've experienced it to some degree, but having, having it just like this huge magnification of it. And I think it was really just a huge awakening for our community to like come together and talk about what can we do? How do we solve this? We, we've talked about it, we've heard about it in many industries. This is the first time kind of that it was brought home to this industry. And um, yeah, yeah, we've got to figure it out and nobody's gonna do it for us. So that's why we're here. Yeah, absolutely. it's critical. Yeah. We've all had this experience. I think the, the idea that this conversation is new is tired. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think, um, it's powerful that we're all coming together. Right. So that's what all inspired us to, you know, to come together last year. Um, so those that are tuning in right now and have no idea about craft equity collective and the work that we've done in 2021, you know, um, we're going to highlight, you know, that work and, um, being able to provide those resources and, you know, carrying on that conversation. Um, but definitely brought us together last year to jumpstart these, you know, these meetings that we were having on a monthly basis. What was our first meeting, June? I think so, yeah. June of last year. Mm -hmm. And I think that was with, well, the first meeting was when we all gathered and we just shared. Yeah, we held as women. Yeah. Yeah, how we felt and what needed to happen and how we were going to make that happen. We had a really powerful speaker from Junior League come in and just say, hey, you can create what you want to see and you just have to get together and make it happen. So that's why I felt like as a group, we were, we just said, okay, next month we're rolling something out. Right. We are going to do an educational seminar. We are going to make it happen. We are, we're not going to sit in a room and discuss. Right. And I think that's something Taylor that you always speak up about is like, what is the action that's happening yeah. from this? Why is it all this talk, this reflection for all of the venting and all of the, I mean, that can be very therapeutic, but then something needs to happen after that. And uh, like, we've all been a part of groups and we've all heard of groups who want to talk about awareness. Like, yes, you're advertising to the people who are experiencing it personally. We're all aware. What's next? What's next? Yeah. Um, and so that's is why I'm so excited about um, where we are with CEC and what's to come. Um, because of course there's a lot of healing that takes a place in the stories. Um, but we're tired of no action happening after the stories. Right. Um, and there needs to be resources and there needs to be change. So we've got to be the change in beer. And so we're here. Accountability. Accountability. There needs to be accountability. And that's one thing when we, we just got back from the CCBA conference, everybody that was there, it was pretty cool. Uh, but there were a couple things like, 
if you're talking about, if you're looking at the podcast and wondering what we're about, in a big sense, it's diversity, equity, and inclusion. And when we sat in the conference seminars, it was it was definitely uh, not a revelation, but just a, to be honest, a slap in the face at how behind the brewing industry is with this. And I'm just going to pass it to you, Brittany, because I wanted you to yeah. share how you felt. Yeah. Um, so as the um, only other black person in the room, right? Um, of how many people? We're talking, we're at a huge, you know, uh, hotel, right? These are huge conference rooms that can sit, you know, 200 to 300 people, What's, right? What city did the conference take place in? San Diego. That's a pretty big city. Pretty big, pretty big. So we're at a, you know, a large hotel um, in conference rooms that, you know, fit a lot of people. And so to be, you know, and that's why I'm here, right? Um, that's what brings me here. But it's not only a slap in the face, but it's a visual representation of how far behind the craft beer industry is. Um, and for me to identify two other Black people in the room the entire weekend, one of them being the audio-visual tech that worked at the hotel, mm. and the other being the speaker. Dr. J. Dr. J. Um, and so amazing. for absolutely amazing. Those that are listening, if you don't know who Dr. J. Jackson Beckham is, I inspire you to do your research. I encourage you to do your research. And we hope that she's going to join uh, the podcast in the future um, and share her thoughts. She but brought it home today. She brought, brought it home, it home today. And she gave everybody in that room something to think about and a place to start in uh, a way to a strategy to move forward. So and she was very positive to us. Yeah about what we're doing right here with the CEC podcast. And she gave us a little shout out from the stage, which was cool. That's right amazing. Yeah, because she did. Because they want to see I was see grinning people. ear to ear, oh, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Brittany's like, did you see Did you see that? She, did you? Point, she, yeah, you know. yeah. she knows us. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it was she amazing. Knows. She believes. Yeah. Uh, but they're looking for people that have this type of spirit and this type of drive. And they know that we've all been working two, three jobs and doing this on the side of pushing this message forward and, and continuing this conversation. I think a little bit of our issue with this is the people who need to listen, need to listen. Need to listen. <laughs> but, bef but just to go kind of a little yes. bit back to Dr. J, right? Yes. The, the, the base of, so those that didn't attend the conference, those that have no idea the conference is even even took place, the focus of Dr. J's presentation was storytelling. The art of storytelling and as a brewery, what story are you going to tell, right? Um, and that is another highlight of why are we here? Because the stories that have been coming from the breweries in the past, we're tired of it. The story's gotta change, the narrative gotta change, the, it's, every, it's all gotta change, you know? And so for her to, in this conference, in this way, I got chills just thinking about it, right? But what story are you going to tell, right? And so I think that might goes into a little bit of why we are even, how we all entered into the craft beer industry, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and what story are you going to create? Are you going to create, right? It's, it's what who you are. It's what you're doing. It's it's what everybody's experiencing. Even if you want to tell a certain story, if that's not who you are, that's not what people are going to know. Absolutely. It needs to be internal, external. It needs to be genuine, and that was a big part of the takeaway was 
you know, look at who you are as a brewery and make the changes that need to be made to be not just successful, but be a good place for your employees and you all to thrive together. Absolutely. And it that it was a beautiful message. So, I mean, I'm sure we got to circle back. I yes. know we went on the CCBA trail yeah. for a minute there, but. Yeah, but the beautiful part about what she was saying, right, is identifying the story that you want to tell, right, um, and telling it because. There are some that haven't told, haven't, I haven't stepped into DE&I, right? Um, and what she identified was that the millennials are going to be in the workforce, right? Yes. And they'll be running the workforce. So if you haven't stepped into DE&I, you are basically going to, you, you, you're going to bring your business to the ground Damn. if you don't address this. You need to address yeah. it now. You know, mm-hmm. um, and that's the beautiful part about it. Um, and that's something where I'm like, I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. So those breweries up until 2022, if you haven't created space for DE&I, it, you got to make the change now. And if you're not, you, you're going to lose your business. Exactly. It, it's coming down to yeah. the ground. Right. Exactly. And, and also the stories on the side of what people have experienced. That's what made change. That's how we can learn. That's how people can express what they have gone through. So that everybody can make the changes that they make. Like it's it's kind of sad that the stories have disappeared from the conversation. And there were several women there that felt the same way. So do we need to talk about though each individually? How we got here. here? How we got here. Absolutely. Yeah, let's tell our stories. Okay. I want to hear you. Who wants to go okay, first? Let's do it. I'll do it. All right. So uh so this is Taylor. This is me. Um I grew up in Southern Arizona. I was raised in the Mormon church. I was extremely devout, believed all of it. Um, had some questions. I've always been like a curious minded person. And uh, the day that those questions didn't have answers is the day that I left the church. And I mean, it wasn't that quick of a transition to be honest, but mm-hmm. I've, I've spent my entire adult life in California chasing, uh, trying to figure out what my passions are. I've always felt a little aimless that way. And when I was introduced to craft beer is like, I found a community again. And I have been in love with craft since 2014. So, uh, yeah. And I mean, I've, I've worked in a couple of different industries that are sort of adjacent to craft beer, but craft beer by far has has been so it's so it's been so successful in igniting something in me that I was looking for and I hadn't found. And so I'm so glad to be a part of this industry and I take so much pride in being a part of it and I'm not going to let it crumble. I'm not not I I want to be a part of the change and I want to use my position and my privilege to make that change. So what do you think's wrong with it? Oh God, what is wrong with me? <laughs> Listen, the beer is good. It's the, really good. The beer is very good. Um, I think like so many things that j- people ruin it, man. I'm going to, I, I work with so many people and I love so many people, but the majority of the people that I interact with, it just, their common decency is not that common. Common mm. sense isn't that common. It's, we need to change the culture of workplaces from the top down and from the bottom up. Customers need to uh, support businesses that are treating their employees with respect, that are enforcing that treatment with customers as well. Um, and, you know, managers have a responsibility 
to create a place. I mean, I, I feel like I've known so many brewery owners who opened a brewery because they loved making beer and not because they knew how to run a business or they knew how to treat Preach. people with respect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, I would go as far to say is I don't think those people deserve to be in business. That's right. Let's burn it down. That's right. Um, when it comes to... You'll get knocked down at Instagram if you put that down, John. I just know because my friends have said that when I've made statements. Yeah, don't post. You might get blocked. Watch out. I've been blocked many times on yeah. Instagram. Watch your P's and Q's. I know. But does it, that doesn't mean, right, that you get to right continue right. to be shitty people or shitty customers or shitty right managers and things like yeah. that. So um, when it comes to, you know, my journey and how I ended up in the craft beer industry, um, I'm a newbie in the game. I've only been in the industry a couple of years, 2019, didn't drink beer before 2019, um, hosting events to support women in business and identify the issues that they're having, right, and how we can alleviate those issues. And in walks Becca um, to my event, right? I've got $5 bottles of Andre trying to, you know, keep the drinks flowing, you know, trying to make it happen, you know, loosen people up because no one likes to talk about their problems without a little drink in their system, right? Mm-hmm. And then in walks Becca, right? And, you you know, I, I create space for women of color, right? So I thought it was dope as hell to have this white girl coming in the room and she brought beer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Someone's bringing more a drink? You know? Um, so she, you know, comes up to the table. Of course, you know, it's more a drink. And I always couldn't appreciate that, you know. Uh, but I wasn't a beer drinker. Uh, I think we, you brought Mystic. Um, what is to the, Mystic? The, one of our best beers. This, this one. Who Mystic. makes it? The best brewery in Sacramento. Um, so if you haven't come down to OPB and put your hand, got your hands on the Mystic Cloud, you're missing out. Okay, we'll see you soon. Um, so yes, in walks Becca. She brings you know beers. We've got a couple four packs, mixed it up, and it was a hit. Right. Um, she told me you know the issues that she was having. And, you know, <laughs> just around too many men. You know, tired of the men. You know, I was looking for some badass women to link up with, and I told her she was in the right place. Um, Try to sneak out of the door, and I you know, heard her real story. And I was like, okay, um, I, we just instantly connected, you know? Um, and for me personally, um, you know, as a black woman now in the craft beer industry, you know, I recognize that black people, we make up less than 1% in ownership in the, the industry. And as an entrepreneur, someone with a true entrepreneurial spirit, since as long as I can remember, I push ownership. I'm known as the Nipsey Hustle of entrepreneurship. You know, I push ownership. So when I found out it was less than 1%, I said, oh, I got a job to do. And to know that there, you know, that we've got that presence, I'm like, oh, there's a job to do. All right. Um, I got to get my friends here. I got to get my friends in this industry, you know, um, bring more people out, you know. And so especially to a place that feels like home. Right. Um, But it's not the same at other places. Right. I often go to other places and I stick out like a sore thumb because I'm a black woman, right? So at different conferences or different festivals, right? You got, you know, the white guys that approach you and they'll test you. They'll make sure you know your shit. And I'm like, you got the right one. You got the right one. You know what I'm saying? And so... (laughs) Don't tell me about beer. Exactly. I don't want you questioning me on shit. I don't want you, you know, but if you do, you got the right one, you know, and I'm going to continue to push this, the increase of the 1%, the increase of getting women into this industry but a safe place. So I'm not going to, just like with the women in business that I focus on, right? I will never bring them to a place that isn't welcoming for them, right? So I identified the I identified the less than 1% and then I identified the issue. If we're gonna bring more people here, then we gotta knock this shit down too. And there will 
and there will not be it will not be tolerated. So we can't have managers that are acting shitty. We can't have business owners that are acting shitty. We can't have customers that are acting shitty and expect me and my community to show up. No. Yeah. Because bringing them into the industry that's not going to protect them, that's a trap. That's a trap. Exactly. And I'm not going to go, okay, sis, I'm not going to bring you into it. That's not it. I'm not going to say you sit over here because they don't know how to act with this. We got to address the industry and go, you guys got to fix this shit. Right. So that's why I'm here. We got some work to do, but I roll up my sleeves. You know, I'll see y'all at work. Okay. I'll see you all at work. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have to say with meeting Brittany, she did pull me on stage in front of everyone as I was trying to walk out the door because I had to go relieve the babysitter because I'm a mom all the time. Yes. And most of the time you will see my kids with me wherever I'm at at a meeting all the time. But uh, so that was a beautiful experience to get on the microphone and have a moment to speak. And I knew I wanted to. So I'm glad you made me do it. But I, what I realized sitting there and listening to a lot of people's stories is a lot of people have experienced hardship in a lot of industries that's not fair. It's discrimination. It's retaliation. It's not right. People are in charge who should not be in charge. They're making decisions that are not founded. And the problem is when you're trying to make money and you're trying to pay the bills and you're trying to support your family, you always have to find this balance of not speaking out Mm -hmm. because you don't want to be the squeaky wheel. When the squeaky wheel is exactly what this business needs to be better. So that's what needs to change is that businesses need to look and analyze what's going on in their company. And I come from a place I've been in the brewing industry for many years, over a decade. I don't, I guess that's a long time. Uh, Owner of one brewery in Sacramento, track seven, part owner, and then part owner of Oak Park Brewing Company. Very proud to be there. It was devastating to build a company And after you are looking out for your employees, you're looking out for the best interest of your company, too, because that is the only way you're going to flourish as a person. I mean, look at what look at what you value and stand for that every day, every day. Uh, So anyways, that was that was a hardship. And I've learned from that. And I think I'm here today because I don't want anyone else to have to go through that. And if they do go through that. I want them to have the resources they need to feel supported and they don't have to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars of money they don't have to fight the good fight. And so this is something that we're coming together as a community, as an, a, co- a collective, to get those resources to the people who need it because standing up, that is something that everybody needs to do. And if more people do it, the craft beer industry, the beverage industry will be a better place. And it's hard, but I can look back with everything I went through and said, if that person stood up, if that person stood up, but you know who all were standing up and who are the heroes in this? The employees that had to endure harassment and discrimination and bullying on an everyday basis. So they are the heroes in this. The people that need to step up right now are the owners, are the managers, and they need to carry the torch. 
and they need to take the burden because oftentimes they're the highest paid individual in the building. And you know what? You have a role to play. You need to protect your people. And this needs to be something that's paid attention to. And if it's not, then you need to address it. And I'm glad that on this show, like we're going to be able to talk about the breweries who are addressing it the right way. Absolutely. Because you deserve some accolades, but also you need to show that you are a model for other breweries to follow because the information is out there and we're going to bring it to you and you're going to get better by it. Right. So that's let's right. do this together. That's we're excited right. about it. So that's why I'm here. That's right. And people want to support the good breweries, the ones that are doing the right thing. So that's the, that's all, that's the only place here. I, I want to spend my money. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So that's why we, we're here to make sure everyone knows, like, these are the places that you go if you want to support a proper business and have great beer and have great conversations. And no matter who you are, you're going to be accepted and included in that space absolutely so how did you get into this industry cast yeah this is cassandra i started well i've been drinking beer for a long time i used to (laughs) and i still do take you know beer vacations right like road trips to go visit breweries and I, i love to see all the different ways that it's made all the different flavors all the different uh, locations and how they they build out their breweries. So um, <clears throat> I used to homebrew, and when I was homebrewing, I'd go to different homebrew clubs, and I was very often the only Latina in the room, and also the only you know woman. There were other women there who were supporting their husbands and their hobby, and you know I don't want to take anything away from them. They had a great time; they're enjoying it too. But you know I was looking around. And then uh, Raj and I looked at each other and we're like, nobody here looks like us. Right. So, you know, what I often do when I can't find my niche is I fucking make it for myself. So he and I started a homebrew club and we brought in all kinds of people. I'm I'm very proud to say that half of our um, half of our crew was women and women who were there on their own. And we're like, wow, we've never been in a club like this every time we've gone anywhere. It's been all these, you know, men in their 60s, you know, white men with big bellies and big beards. And don't worry, man, we love you. We love you. Beer wouldn't be here without you. But, you know, we want to see people like us out there and we want to be able to to build and grow things together. So uh, so that's kind of what made me start speaking up and saying, hey, what about me? What about us? And start building something in that in that direction. I love it. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love and it. Raj, who you mentioned, is Raj Little. Yes. Right. Uh, One of the owners of Oak Park Brewing Company in Sacramento. Yeah. yeah. He'll tell you, I taught him how to brew. So. No. I, <laughs> we were actually talking about you earlier, Cass. He speaks so highly of you. Yeah. He speaks so, so major shout out to Raj, major shout out to Raj. But I think it's a beautiful thing, right? E- each of us have our individual stories that's bringing us together um, and why we're fight. Because like you said earlier, Becca, our, a lot of our stories are the same. Right. Um, I was a victim of retaliation. Right. But it's like, hey, someone's got to be the person that's willing to speak up and say this isn't right. And I don't give a damn who you are, what you bring to the company. You can own this goddamn company and everything else. But you got to speak up. Right. So things don't change if they don't know if you don't say something. Things don't change unless they change. Things don't change unless they change, you know, and I'm like, that's why I love the fact that we're here. Like each of you ladies holds a special place in my heart because it's like I'm tired of the conversations. I'm tired of them just ending at the conversations like what's going to happen. 
you know. So what can um, the listeners expect from us? Taylor, you want to tell them a little bit about what's coming, coming soon? I would love to do that. Let me talk about it. (laughs) All right. So the CEC, we were holding monthly meetings last year for six months. These were workshops where we brought in experts. We brought in panels. We found resources. We got everybody together. And then we wanted to talk about it. And the only people who came to those meetings were people who already had that information. So we are trying to reach people who don't have it yet. Talk to your friends. Talk to your family. It is your responsibility to have the hard conversations every day with us. Tell them to listen. Tell you them to need listen. This information. Absolutely. And if you're, you know, a brewery that's listening, that lands on this podcast, and um, like we, you know, we're going to be highlighting the, the the breweries that are doing the work that are that are taking the stance and making it happen right so if you're looking for an example someone leading by example all the breweries that we highlight here are going to definitely have you know um be leaders that you can go to and we're going to provide those resources as well absolutely and that's where it begins just taking that first step trying try right and we're here for you like we're here to support people who want to do this like and you need to and back to you taylor absolutely (laughs) so i mean additionally we want to highlight like all of the great brewery owners and all of the diversity that we already see, you know, Absolutely. we're talking about less than 1% of ownership in the craft industry is black. I don't represent the less than 1%. I don't, you know, I don't represent this, you know, this smaller group, right? You can be that brewery that says, I recognize the the problems that are here and you can own this space as the brewery that has taken the stance, right? So that could be the story that you tell. We want to share your stories and hear the voice of the people. To drive change in the industry, your stories and truths happening in the craft industry need to be heard. To learn more about the CEC and who's involved, visit us on Instagram at craftequity.co and our website, craftequitycollective.com. This podcast was brought to you by We Are Sacramento and The Loft.